All right, everybody. Welcome to another Thursday edition of Locked On NHL. I am Chris Maselli from Locked On Avalanche. With me, as always, on these Thursday editions, Mr. Mixtape Adam Denker from the Locked On Lightning podcast. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. So today we are going to get to our power rankings, which we normally do on every Thursday. We'll get to those in a minute, but we wanted to start with what's going to be happening Friday and Saturday in Finland, and that is uh, two games between the Avalanche and the Columbus Blue Jackets. So it's considered uh, a back-to-back home-and-home. <laughs> it it goes as a home game for uh, for for each of them. I don't know which one is first. Uh, not that it matters. They're playing at the same location both times. But once the, you know, they're both each considered getting a home game here. Um, but we want to talk about just the the idea of these global series and kind of how we 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 got like the outdoor game, and that is obviously always looked. For, a lot of people in the hockey world look forward to those, and then they added some. You know, they just didn't do the Winter Classic. They did some outdoor games, and you're getting more global games we started the season between it was the sharks and the predators right uh that yeah. were that was in, in switzerland uh that was in switzerland and then the and czech then, republic it was in the czech republic you're okay yeah. so uh th- i feel like this is like the next thing that the Aval- or the avalanche the the nhl is going to start like doing more of yeah and I, I i love it because i think more than any other league the NHL brings in players from so many different countries, probably more than any other sport. So to kind of like give back as, you know, and, and to kind of put teams back out around the globe, they're doing things like this. Uh, when I first saw the schedule, when this first came out, I was like, oh, that's cool. The Avalanche get to take part in it. But they're going up against the Columbus Blue Jackets. And there's really no history between those two teams. So it's like, what, how do you kind of, is, is the average fan really looking forward to an Avalanche versus Blue Jackets game just because it's in Finland? I don't think so. I think if you're an Avalanche fan, it's cool. I think if you're a Blue Jackets fan, it's cool. But I don't know how much it's going to pull in just the average viewer because of the matchup. What do you think? I think with this matchup, Chris, that I I don't know about the Avalanche, and you could obviously chime in and at any point about this, but I think the big draw for this game is Patrick Laine, given that he is from Finland. And I think that's yeah. you, you're just putting him up against the top team. You know, obviously the Europeans are going to know the Avalanche because they are the defending champions. So there's the draw. So it's basically the hometown kid against the defending champions. Are there any Finnish players yes. on? Yes. Uh, Arturi Lekkonen is uh, Finnish and Miko Rantanen is Okay. Finnish. So there you go. You have so, kind of like equal. And I think what? that's, that's the difficult angle that that the league is in it's like okay the matchups that we have might not be the best in terms of history between the two teams because they almost have to market the player right like where, whatever country we're going to what what players are from that country that we want to send back because that's the story it's right. not really the avalanche against the blue jackets because there really is no history there so you have three players really there's four because the avalanche third string goalie uh, is from Finland, likely won't play, but they did bring him along for the ride in, in case of an emergency situation. Um, 
so you have, you know, these two teams, three guys are from the the country and, and you know, big names. Like you said, Line A is huge. Rantanen is huge. And Lekkonen is, is a big deal over there, too. So it's yeah, it's tough. You're, you're stuck between having a mediocre matchup uh, and, and more towards the players were, were that, that they came from this country. Yeah, I think that's really the only reasoning there. Um, and, and as for... You know, yeah, this builds the game. You were saying it before we were recording. Yeah, uh, the the, mm. the league. Obviously, this is the build the sport. I mean, hockey's huge in Europe already, but this is kind of just the build the NHL audience over there. And and mm-hmm. I compare it to how like the London games are for the NFL. And you know, I thought it was odd, and maybe that there was some agreement here. But you know, the Predators. I mean, both the Predators. I believe in the Avalanche. No, just the Predators. The Predators have played. This will be their. They they've played three games over there thus far, and then you know, it, I don't know. Maybe we're starting to see a pattern eventually, where like I was saying, you know, with the Jaguars always playing London because their <laughs> owner has ties there. Um, I think the fans in London actually are bigger fan Jaguar fans than the people in Jacksonville <laughs> at this point. Right. But I I think maybe that's the whole purpose. I don't know how crazy. Batman is going to go with the expansion of the league. Um, you know, they, they said after after Seattle that was going to be it for a very be. long time. Yeah, it's got to um, be. But I, not to branch off into the other sports here, but I think this this is a, a question that I think we should both ponder and our listeners should, listeners should ponder as well, is that, you know, if the NFL does tap into that international market, you know, the talk has always been, are they ever going to get a franchise over there? If the NFL ever does that, does the NHL get pressure to do that as well? I mean, I, I logistically speaking, I have no idea how that's ever going to be able to, unless you start bringing in European clubs from over there. That's uh, what I mean. Like, uh, yeah, it's tough because where, where are you going to put a team? Like London makes sense, I guess, for the NFL. Yeah, um, but is is hockey really that massive in in London or the UK? Like. I, I don't think it's huge. So it's and you you can't put a team where you're going to play right now in Finland. You know, you you gave the Abs and the Blue Jackets five days off to go play these two games. You can't keep sending teams over there if you're. Gonna, you, it's logistically, it's not. I, I don't see that happening with the league. I don't. They shouldn't expand anyway. You got 32 teams. That's that's a perfect number. Yeah. Um, and if you expand and go further outside of the borders of Canada and the United States. And even beyond England, right. um, that that doesn't that doesn't make any logistical sense to me. Well, I, I other, think, yeah, uh, not to cut you off, but I feel like that's the only. I mean, other you know, they they say grow the the NHL audience, but isn't probably the long term plan. You know, twenty years from now, maybe thirty years from now, is to to put teams over there. I mean, the only way, like you said, it's not it's not practical at all. Which, of course, unless hmm. uh, to all my soccer fans. You know, they do a system like how the clubs in soccer do, you know, the the top three teams from every league end up playing in a worldwide tournament. And then you do it like that. The top oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To like a Champions League of hockey worldwide. I mean, that's the only that would be actually a cool thing. We kind of have it with the World Cup of, right. of hockey, but not <laughs> right. really. Yeah, I was going to say they're kind of bringing that back. So that's kind of yeah. where they kind of tap into this stuff. And the other thing is, that, you know, these two games. Uh, the the time frame for which they're starting here is one o'clock Eastern. Yeah. So that you know that's ten in the morning on the West Coast. Um, that's cool every once in a while. 
but um, you know, to, to do that, your your viewership, I'm really interested to see. Saturday, I think will be fine, but to do one on a Friday, you know, all those nine to fivers, um, yeah. it's it's not going to get a lot of of eyes on it unless they want to take the day off. I don't know. It, it, I think they're just doing it. It's almost like they don't care about. Well, I'm sure they do care about it, like the numbers and the viewership and stuff like that. But it's almost like it's more important for them to give back to these other countries and and have players go back to their home countries and and sell that as much as they can as to a winter classic game you know what i mean like that that's on a saturday new year's there's a big fanfare around that yeah i just don't feel like there's if you're not an avalanche fan if you're not a blue jackets fan do, do you care i i don't even i don't even think you're you're diehards especially if it's on a friday like you said you know if it's on a one o'clock on a friday i mean i mean I, I think maybe the thinking there, if you're scheduling it during a weekday, is that remember during COVID, Chris, where mm-hmm. we thought it was the best thing, everybody was working from home, and hockey was on pretty much all day. Yeah. Uh, maybe the NHL is kind of looking at that as let's take a piece of that and and throw it and throw it at the wall and see if the fans eat it up. <laughs> you know, you know, maybe now things. You know, there there are people that are still working from home that are still have jobs that allow them to have that freedom to kind of do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're, you are sacrificing a good part. I mean, especially, I mean, the NHL will never do this, but you know, if they tend, if they eventually spread this out throughout the season, you know, you know, how, how ballsy is it going to be for the NHL if they start doing inter- European games in, in March and, and April? You know, right before the play- teams are in the middle of playoff races and they're taking five days off in the middle mm-hmm. of a six-game win streak, and they got to go know, over to I know. Slovakia. Yeah, you know, to get a crucial six points over there. Yeah, yeah, that's it's. I mean, you're doing it. No, I mean, you're only like ten games into the season. You're yeah, doing but that's it now. that's just as important now as it is in yeah. the, end of the season because you know you still have teams that are still trying to figure it out. Like Columbus, case in point. You know, they they're probably not going to make the playoffs. But at the same time, if they get off to a, a, you know, if they figure it out now here in the States, as opposed to going halfway around the world, you know, that could be, that could put a, could have very well propelled them onto a, you know, a conversation of them being in the wild card. But now they got to go all the way over there and, you know, face one of the best teams in the NHL and yeah, deal with or, everything or that entails. The there. other side of, like we're saying, like, what if you're Boston? You got yeah. off to a hot start and now you, you have to, basically take a bye week yeah uh to, to go to another country and play and, and that kind of like stops the momentum for a little yeah. bit so it, th- there's good and in, in bad to it i think the good outweighs the bad um but you know I, I always like hearing from players after it's all said and done like right now they're saying everything that you're expecting them to hear like they love this and guys like nico rantanen will say that till his career is over like he'll look back and be like that yeah. was awesome but i think there's some players that be like yeah, this is cool, but I don't want to do this every year. <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it's a it's a challenge. It's a challenge. So I I think it would be really cool. I mean, obviously, you know, they kind of did this in the preseason games. You had some NHL teams playing against some European teams over there, which is cool. But it, it would be cool to kind of see, you know, instead of doing the clubs, maybe do the national teams. Like you, you have the avalanche go over there and, you know, except for the players that are on their team play against the Swedish national team. Oh, that'd be interesting. 
Kind of, yeah, and for like for like preseason stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, I th- I think a lot that would draw a lot more eyes because you know the World Juniors is so popular. Everybody I think yeah. who is is somewhat of an avid hockey fan watches that. Uh, even if you're not interested in the country, you're still watching it for maybe prospects that yeah. are on your team. Right. So you know maybe something to think about in the future for the, mm. the NHL. Pretty cool. Interesting. All right, uh, let's hear from Bet Online, and then we will get to our power rankings for this week but first betonline.net it's your number one source for betting football and the start of a brand new basketball season which is well underway you can find all the latest player developments team matchups news podcasts and in-depth analysis on every game and as always betonline remains your continued source for all of your sport wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there it's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite great games and events including Major League Baseball, World Series, MMA, boxing, and golf. Who, who are you want in the World Series next day? Uh, you know what? I'm a. If you're watching us on YouTube, I'm wearing my Met shirt right now in in mm. protest oh, so of your Astros. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. You're pro cheaters. Uh, <laughs> head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline.net. It's where the game starts. All right, so let's get into our power rankings for this week. And we're still in a uh, season of disarray because <laughs> teams are flying up and down uh, these rankings. If you're watching on YouTube, there they are. Uh, if you're listening in your car, like we always do, let's go over the top 10 and then we'll kind of get to individual teams. Uh, the biggest mover of the week is right at number 10. They were 21 last week. And number 10, the New Jersey Devils. The Flames drop from three to nine. Florida Panthers stay put. They're the only team in this entire power ranking for this week uh, that stayed put at number eight. Everybody else either moved up or moved down. Sabres, there's another big mover. They uh, crack the top 10. They go from 13 to seven. Dallas Stars go from number four down to number six. The Rangers move up five spots from 10 to five. The Oilers with a big jump from 12 to four. The Hurricanes, actually, I'm lying about them not moving because I'll get to that in a second. Uh, the Hurricanes go up from five to three. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights from seven to two. And the Bruins stand, stand pat. So there's two teams that stand pat. Uh, the Bruins, number one last week and number one this week. So uh, we got to start with the Devils, man. And uh, really the Devils and the Sabres, um, you know, kind of two teams that were talked about at the beginning of the year as maybe making that next step towards playoffs in the playoff spot, but maybe not guaranteed, but you've seen some improvement. Have you been impressed um, by their starts? And do you think this is sustainable? Yeah, I, 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 you know, being in New York and, you know, not wanting to pay, the the admission to Madison Square Garden and take out us you know more loans just to pay that <laughs> ticket fee, you know I, I do frequent a lot of Devils games and I have to say I even last year when they didn't make the playoffs I was always very impressed by the the amount of young talent on that team and I I just figured you know this year especially with the way Jack Hughes played last year and the addition of Andre Palat who by the way is now out indefinitely due to groin surgery. Mm. Um, I still think this team is very impressive, you know, regardless without Pilat. I, I think that if, and, and I said it in preseason, Chris, you know, if their goaltending could, could, could stand up to the task, they're a team that's going to make some noise in the metropolitan. Uh, and, and 
clearly in the East as well. I mean, this team is playing like the early 2000s Devils right now in terms of of, of numbers, numbers wise. Obviously, you know, the the physicality is long ways off. But uh, you know, yeah. I, other than that, yeah, the Sabers. I I said on my show uh, them being an Atlantic Division rival of the Lightning. Uh, just any team out of the Atlantic division in general, uh, even with the Sabres, I, I think are going to be a tough, tough team this year. And they've shown it. The Sabres have outperformed. Uh, they're one of those teams where, you know, after a couple of weeks, I thought they were going to fall off. But here they are uh, in our top 10 for probably the first time since we've done this, at least. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I don't think I've even touched it. Um, yeah, I, I, the Devils were uh, <clears throat> a, a team that I think a lot of people have had their eye on. It's just you have so much talent there and it was just a matter of like, okay, like they've had, uh, they haven't had a lot of turnover in terms of, of, of roster at like their core. So they're keeping that together and they're making adjustments here and there with who they're bringing in, trading for signing free agents and they've done it well. So yeah, I think, uh, are, are they a top 10 team for the duration of the, of the season? I, I mean, right now they're playing like it. But I, I always with these teams, with, with teams, you know, like these two specifically, maybe more so the Sabres. The Sabres have just been so bad for so long. What can this team do when it's crunch time? You know what I mean? Like they haven't been tested in that capacity. If if, if it's coming down to the last week of the season and, and they are flip-flopping between a, a, a wild card spot and not a wild card spot, they're so young, like they haven't been through that test yet. So that's the stuff that, and and as they just go on, they'll, they'll get seasoned and 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 they'll they'll be in those positions. Like if they fail this year, that only prepares them more for next year. So I just want to see. So as far as this year goes, I kind of want to see teams like that, both of them. Um, uh, you know, with the Devils and the Sabers, but I think the Sabers, it's more of. Nobody is throwing you guys in the playoffs right now, <laughs> and and that's just because of your past, yeah, uh, recent past, and maybe that's unfair to them, but it's just the way it works. And until you you go through a full season and you are there for the duration of the, because look at look at Anaheim last year. Anaheim yeah. started off hot, and we were having this conversation last year about Anaheim. Can they withhold their standing throughout the course of a season? And the answer was no. Yeah. So is that true for teams like the Devils and the Sabres? Obviously, it remains to be seen. Yeah, I, I think with the Sabres more than the Devils, I agree with you. I mean, if you look at their schedule for the month of November, it's going to be a huge test. And they got off to a great start. Uh, last night, they they beat the, the Penguins 6-3. Uh, and, and as we all know, the Penguins, even if they're not playing their best, they're always a very disciplined, skilled hockey team. And this upcoming weekend, they got back-to-back games against Carolina and my my boys, the Lightning. Mm. So, you know, tough task right there. And then you got Vegas, Boston, uh, Ottawa, who's been playing very well. Uh, Toronto, you know, that's a toss-up. Who knows what Maple Leafs team's going to show up that night. And yeah. then and then you got the Devils and the Lightning and the, and the Red Wings, an, another another tough team at the uh, to, to round out the month. So, you know, I am more inclined. You know, you and I differ on, you know, what – where we have the cutoff of when we're going to start taking teams seriously or start yeah. realizing maybe this is not their year. I say New Year's, you say Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. With the way the schedule is for the Buffalo Sabres, I'm more inclined to take your approach. You know, if they're mm-hmm. sitting pretty by Thanksgiving, I'm going to be a believer. 
Hmm. You mentioned the blue, uh, excuse me, the uh, the Maple Leafs. <clears throat> um, where are they sitting? With they're at fifteen, so they drop out of the top ten. They're at number nine, uh, drop down to fifteen, and uh, you know you, you're already getting well. You've been getting chirps about coaches and who should be fired. You know, you got that after two games. Oddly enough, with the New Jersey Devils, who fans were ch- uh, cheering fire Lindy uh, after the second game of the season, uh, and now look at them. That's why you don't do stuff like that. Um, I say don't do stuff like that. Don't fire the coach. Fans can do whatever they want to do, but sometimes you, you, you seem a little bit ridiculous, and, and now that's you know what the Devils fans have to own up to because you were calling for that. Um, as far as Tampa Bay goes, you know, if, if you – if you if you had a, a list, and I'm sure Bet Online has one of who's you know the, the the highest odds to be fired first. I think Sheldon Keefe is at the top of that list right now, and maybe unfairly so. It's one of the toughest markets to play in and coach in in hockey. Um, I mean, they're they're, they're six four and zero, oh. so you know they got twelve points. They've won three in a row as we're recording this, but it, it you know. I don't think he's going to get fired during the season. You fire him during the season, you are giving up on the year. But can this t- – I mean, I don't know. Like, I-, I think this is a very good team. They're just not playing up to standard right now. I think as the season, the season goes on, they'll be fine. But do you, do you see some maybe like chinks in the armor with Tampa Bay Lightning? Oh, yeah, 100%. Chris, if you listen to <laughs> – Not the Tampa Bay yep. Lightning. I'm sorry. The Toronto Maple Leafs. I, said I mean, the Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're, I mean, I mean they're, they're one in the same. They're both. Yeah, they yeah. they pretty much are. They're just both substitute, fire the coaches. Just substitute the logo. Uh, <laughs> I, I I think with Toronto, I think that the elite. I agree. I don't think they're going to fire Keith during the regular season. I'd be shocked. But then again, who knows what kind of overreaction we're going to get if this team is still playing like this going into December. Um, you know, we've we've seen we've seen coaches get fired for for less you know remember Gerard Gallant when he was in Florida uh so you know and in Vegas (laughs) yeah and in Vegas so yeah uh I I I think that you know I I think there's a lot of blame to go around obviously like you said these players aren't playing up to the standard that is put for them or up to the ability that they have but I also think that also goes back to coaching and then even back up higher to the general manager uh, I think there's blame to go mm. around at every level. I just think that if you look at this team and case in point, the playoffs, and I know everybody, if you're a Maple Leafs fan, you don't want to hear this because it's always, uh, let's look at what has this team done in the, in, in the playoffs. You know, let's face it. This team is not built to to succeed in the playoffs. And mm. the listen, they play in a tough division. I get it. Trust me, I know. But at the same time, you're starting to see that this team is starting to become just like the lightning, very top heavy. And when those top, when those top lines don't execute, you get, you get records like this, you get play like this. And, and yeah, I mean, Maple Leafs fans are going to have to be a little bit more, you know, patient with the way things are going. But like I said, I mean, you know, that patient could only patients could only go so far. Mm. And if we're talking about this in December, I wouldn't be shocked if you see multiple people go down for this. Uh, I said six, four, no, they're five, four and two still 12 points, but uh, they're five, four and two, not six, four, no, that's the lightning that are six, four, no. Um, 
Yeah, man. I, I, I they're going to ride this out. Um, you know, and even Kyle Dubas, the, the GM for the Leafs was not extended. And it's almost like he's, he's going into his free agent year and, you know, like players got to, you know, they have their best seasons going into the free agent year. Same thing for him. And he's the GM. I, yeah. I feel like if they don't get to the Stanley cup final, uh, anything less of that, Sheldon Keith is gone. If they can get to, I'll say, even the Eastern Conference Finals, I think Kyle Dubas comes back and they sign him for longer. If they miss the playoffs, I think they're both gone. If they have another first-round exit, um, like I said, I think Keith is gone if they don't if they do anything other than make the Stanley Cup final. But for for Dubas, like that's he's an interesting one because he he will get scooped up the next day if right. if the Leafs let him go. Well, Chris, I'm going to throw you a little question real quick, but if they miss the playoffs, mm-hmm. like you said, the coach and GM probably go, but do you blow up the core? Man, I, not Matthews. <laughs> well, no, Matthews he's, is, he's, I think, I think everybody, I think we could agree everybody, but Matthews is probably untouchable. I, I, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, you know, they love Marner. So, but he, you, you, you could, he get showed some. up the coach the other night. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, he he no. made a very bad play. Got benched for three minutes. Kind of got into so it benched, with, yeah. with Keith, and uh, wasn't a good look all around. But I didn't hear his comments. But I knew that happened. But I didn't hear his yeah. comments. So I don't know. Maybe is it kind of falling apart at the seams right now? I don't know. The Leafs will be. Enjoy- I, I think I feel just they're too good. I feel just the talent just rises, and I feel like they're just too good to to be this mediocre team. Um, teams go through this, and when it happens in the beginning of the season. It's just going to be overreaction city, and that's kind of yeah. what's happening with them right now. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, who are some other big movers? You you have the Islanders moving up eleven spots, twenty eight to seventeen. The Islanders are just a scoring machine right now. Uh, you're kind of uh, <laughs> sucking air in and and not really sold on what the Islanders can do right now. I would say. Give it till give it till New Year's. If they're still talking like this, if they're still playing like this, all right, I I'll believe in them. But I I just I look at their roster, Chris, and and I've been probably one of the more critical people of what this franchise has done over the last couple of years, or especially this offseason. They don't have a guy. They don't have that guy. They barely have a, a handful of guys. I mean, yeah, they're scoring a lot now, but we all know. So? We all we all know how how quickly the well could dry up, mm-hmm. especially when you don't have a concrete guy. Yeah, is Matt Barzell your guy for an entire eighty-two game season? Has he proven I it like yet? Him. <laughs> I no, I I'm think he's I think yeah. he's a talented player, but he needs to be consistent for me to be sold on that. Okay, who's that? Let me see here. Uh, you know, you, know. you have you yeah. have some supporting characters on that team that I think are talented players, very skilled. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like I said, I mean, you know, God, God fearing Matt Barzell goes down. You know, who's who's the next guy up? You know, every every team has that one two punch, at least. Right. Who Who's the next <clears throat> guy up for this Islanders team in the long run? I'm not talking about now because they're playing well. I'm yep. talking about season long. Yes, this is this rankings in the grand scheme of things is a week to week measurement of how teams are doing within the past seven days. Well, wasn't um, wasn't Lee out for a long 
period yeah. of time last year, like most of the season. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you get him back, that that helps, obviously. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, they're, they're scoring at a good clip right now, and uh, <clears throat> I still go back to, like, that is not the way you want to start a season last year. Your arena is uh, not done, yeah. and, and you're on the, the road for the first two months of the season. Like, come yeah. on. Um, and I think I just will. hurt them. I will say, Chris, because you know me, I'm a I'm a huge fan of goaltenders, especially the the one the one goalie system. Yes, no backups needed in Denker's world. Really love Sorokin. I really like yeah. his play thus far this yeah. year, and and you know you have a guy like that rolling all cylinders. We saw what the Rangers did with Shesterkin last season. Um, yeah, you know they get hot at the right time down the road. Uh, I wouldn't rule out an ECF for them, but at the same time, look who else is coming out of these. So, so trade Varlamov is what you're saying. Cause you don't need trade Varlamov for Marner and Matthews <laughs> and the, your next seven first round draft picks. He, clearly he's totally <laughs> worth that as a backup. Yeah. Cause you don't need it. <laughs> um, gotta talk about the St. Louis blues, my friend, because man, that, the biggest drop, uh, they went from 11, and I think people were kind of giving them a benefit of the doubt. They've played the fewest games. Um, let me see. They, they, they've only played eight games, which is not, you know, that far behind most teams. Most teams have played 10 or 11. Yeah. Um, but it's taken them, like, I remember, like, everybody had, like, four or five games played in the, in the regular season. They played one. Uh, gotta love the NHL schedule. Uh, by the way. Two games on the docket for Wednesday, 13 on, on the schedule for Thursday. I don't know how they're coming up with this stuff, but whatever. Um, but the Blues drop mightily from 11 to 27. And as far as overall, um, they're I think they're tied for, let me see here, tied for least amount of points. They are. Uh, and again, they're 3-5-0, and oh, so they only have six points. Columbus has six points and Vancouver has six points. Now yeah. Columbus and Vancouver played 10 games. St. Louis has only played eight. So they have two games in hand for them, but still um, you're, you're, a, a t- you know, they've lost five in a row. Yeah. Um, are they getting too far behind? Cause you don't want to get that far behind. Uh, Cause like, uh, you know, we're saying with American Thanksgiving, even if you're talking about new year's, uh, you get behind in this division and any division, and you're supposed to be a team that's competing for the division. What's going on with the Blues, and and can they turn this thing around? Well, I think you hit the nail right on the head. First off, with the weird schedule, I mean, my Lightning have faced it too. I don't know where they're getting these. You know, for example, the Lightning play a game on Saturday, and then they don't play again till Thursday. You know. Mm. Uh, that's not really what happened, but you get the point. But yeah, yeah. I, how do you expect a team? And, and yeah, I mean, the blues, maybe it's just not their year. Uh, like you said, they do have one of the lowest, uh, they're one of the lowest scoring teams in the league. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know how you expect a team, especially with that few games. Uh, I think if I'm, I think they've played, you said, Chris, that they've played the least amount of games. They're I think they're just, tied for, they, they've played eight. Um, nobody played less than that. Yeah, I think it's them and Calgary that are the only teams that have played eight games. And like if if you kind of look at the correlation, Calgary's kind of in the middle of the pack in the Pacific. I mean, the Pacific isn't exactly 
you know, that's not exactly going to be right. stacked. Yeah. So they'll, they'll, they'll bounce back from that. Whereas like you said, St. Louis in the central, you got Colorado, your boys, you got Nashville, who I still think is a very good team. You got Dallas, who was one of my high picks this coming into the season. Minnesota is going to be Minnesota. I mean, they'll be there. They'll be there. Yeah. They'll be in the hunt. But Uh, it's a good point. Uh, You get behind in the Pacific. I think there's, there's room for to climb the standings. Yeah, I you know you, you still, get behind you in, get, in the central, it might be it's a little bit tougher. Yeah, and and, right. and I think you know maybe St. Louis, maybe they could string it together over the next month. Um, you know, I'm I'm pulling up their schedule right now as we speak, but I I, I just maybe they're just kind of a victim to how what the Islanders were last year. Yeah, the Islanders had a little bit of a different scenario situation with their arena not being open during the first 13 games, which I still don't understand how the NHL was okay with that. (laughs) But you look at the schedule for for November for St. Louis. They got the Islanders, who we just got done talking about tonight as we record this. And then you got Boston, who we, we already said best team in the league right now, really. And then you got Philly, who... You know, I don't know how you feel about Philly, Chris, but um, still a okay. tough team regardless. And then you got Vegas, you got Colorado, you got my boys, you got Buffalo, you got Florida, you got Dallas. So, you know, this is a toss-up month for them. And it's mm-hmm. definitely going to be a do-or-die for them, for for St. Louis, especially because, you know, they could come out of this with a ton of momentum, having win a little bit more than half their games, or they could come out of this pretty much the season being over. Because if if they win, if they pull out three games from this and they only manage to pick up a little bit less than a handful of points, I mean, if you're a St. Louis fan, Chris, if, if you come out of this of this month with only three wins under your belt and maybe a couple of points to show for it, is the season over? Is it too early to, 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 to really mail it in? Fire sale. Fire sale, you yeah. think so? I mean, if you only get if you only get six points in a month. Uh, yeah, you, you might as well just throw in the towel as, as early as it is, but you know, you just look at the numbers and they're not good goals. Uh, they're third, they're worst in the league and goals per game, 2.38, uh, shots on goal. They're 20, was that fifth, 25th. Um, so, you know, those kind of go hand in hand. If, if, if you weren't getting goals, but you were getting shots on goal, it's like, all right, you're just running into good goaltending, but you can't keep using it as an excuse game after yeah. game after game. You're going to run into a good goaltender every once in a while. Not every yeah. single game. So, you know, they're not scoring goals. They're not getting shots on net. Power play, they're good. Uh, they're 11th in the league on the power play, but they have the fewest power plays, I believe. <laughs> so it's not like they're not drawing penalties. Um, shooting percentage, 30th, 8%. Shoot, like just nothing is is clicking for the Blues. And I just I, – I get the feeling that this team's just – They've been they they've been around like the 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 uh, most of this roster's been around for a long time and for a lot of times it's good, yeah. Um, but it doesn't just seem like they bring in like new blood here and there, just to get just to get somebody fresh and and new. Like they they've had all these guys for a long period of time and they're just getting a little bit older. I don't know where they. I'm willing to guess. Maybe I'm completely wrong here. I'm willing to guess they're towards the top of the league in overall age. So you're. I guess this is a good comparison. I guess the Blues are maybe becoming the capitals of the West here. There you go. And, that, you know, I think that's a very good comparison. Yeah. It's just the got, impression that I'm getting. I don't know if it's true or not. Yeah. But. They they got 14 games this month. Uh, all right, GM okay. Chris. If, if yep. How many of those games do they have to win in order for the fire sale to be delayed? 
They got 14 games. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, God, I, I, they, they have to be more than 500. Like they can't go seven and seven. They almost have to go like eight and six or nine and five. I would say to really get back into the thick of things, okay. which is tough. It's a tough ask, yeah. but that's the situation you put yourself in. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you can get 18 points in the month, get nine wins. Okay. Yeah. I think they'd be happy with that. And we can build on that and, yeah. and keep do that the next month and do that the next month. You do that for a few months in a row. Bam. You're right back at the top. Yeah, but that's listeners, listeners, viewers on YouTube, comment yeah. below. Let us know. Do you start the fire sale yeah. now in St. Louis? Do you wait until maybe Thanksgiving to kind of yeah. start yeah. making some calls? I, I mean, you know, I, I like this core in St. Louis. I think it would be a shame to blow it up right now. Uh, I think, you know, you, you said they haven't really added that many pieces here and there over the last couple of years. But, you know, if you if you get one guy here, you get another young player there. I think you're back in business next year, regardless. I, I think, you know, yeah, it's going to suck that you're going to miss the playoffs if you do miss the playoffs. But you know what? You add a couple of pieces in the offseason, you bring in Sunu blood, and you're back in the game. So I, I don't know. I, I, I don't like the, the whole fire sale on teams like this. We kind of saw it with Calgary, and now they're kind of – we're not sure yet if they're good because they got Huberto. So – yeah, well, <laughs> they're good. Trust me, uh, and I don't think the Blues are going to go fire sailing like middle of the season. But um, trade deadline. But they, they, but trade deadline. You know, watch guys like Tarasenko. He didn't want to be there to begin with, but then he had a great season and he hung around. Um, do do they get rid of guys like that or Ryan O'Reilly? Like kind of like they're big name guys. Do they start or, Benning, or Bennington? I think Bennington's gone. Uh, I'll trade him for a plastic water bottle. All right, everybody, that's going to wrap it up for the uh, Thursday edition of Locked On NHL. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Uh, What do you think? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Comment uh, if you're listening on YouTube or on our Twitter channel. Go over to uh, our Twitter page and comment on uh, what you think the the power rankings are for for this week. Um, All right, sir, we'll uh, make this full screen. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can see where your team stands uh yeah we didn't even talk about the avalanche (laughs) i'm okay with that i'm okay with that all right everyone uh thank you for tuning in and uh we'll see you guys next week